Hi, I'm Leanne Blaney, adventure coach, speaker and award-winning author. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast, where we are having conversations about what might be holding you back and how to move forward to achieve your dream life. Come along on a journey and set yourself up by having freedom in your choices, becoming grounded and centered and learn how to speak from the heart. For more information, go to leanneblaney.com. Let's ignite your life. Corby Furrow is a transformational catalyst. Her mission is to liberate people pleasers and overgivers from the pain and suffering of self-doubt to authentic self-empowerment where they fully embrace the joy and happiness they have been craving. Hi, Corby. Welcome to the Ignite Your Life podcast. Hi, Leanne. Thanks for having me here. You're very welcome. And I'm looking forward to talking about our theme today of conscious EFT. But mm-hmm. first, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Um, I come from a background in a mining industry. I was a director of HR for um, Canada, and um, I ended up losing my job because jobs went south for us. And uh, that was very devastating. And I lost who I was. And so I started down on this healing journey that I didn't know I was heading on. And so when I, it was a couple of months when I found um, EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques, I had signed up for a program that was all about healing me. And I had no idea what EFT was. And uh, so when I signed up and, and I flew back to Toronto, so it's about a four hour flight from where I lived. And they started doing this thing, tapping on your face and around. And I thought, what the heck is this? <laughs> and uh, so I could tell right away there was a difference. You know, I've worked on things before, professional development, counseling, all different kinds of things. But it never seemed to have the effect that this did. And so it, it got me to realize, like, say, from when I was crushed from losing my job because I felt like an imposter and, you know, a lot of self-doubt not loving myself, it got to the root of what was going on there and and put me on this profound healing journey. And then I got clear that I wanted to be a coach and continue with this um, emotional freedom techniques, because there's a great, great synergy within that. And so as I did in training with the National EFT Training Institute in Canada, um, it it evolved into what's what we're now calling conscious EFT. And so that's working with a four-phased approach, which is a little bit different than kind of what we say our foundational EFT is. So on my journey here, it really led me to the path of that I'm really passionate about and helping people. So from kind of thinking it was my worst time ever to, you know, leading me to the path where it was, you know, a best life ever um, has just been really grand. So that's kind of how I, you know, found EFT and my coaching and and where I am today and it hasn't really quit from there but I tell you in the beginning though I mean I had a good career 25 years in the with the mining industry and in HR and um, it was fulfilling but it's not the same passion as what I've got now so it's uh, really good to be in this place now. Yeah, it's wonderful, isn't it? When you had things like that happen, you think, oh my goodness, it's a, such a terrible thing to think to happen. But then these amazing things come out of it, isn't it? You go on a different path and you start to find out different things about yourself and how you react to things. So thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Now, we are talking about conscious EFT and you have spoken about it a little bit um, so mm-hmm. far. But do you want to tell us if they don't know what um, this technique is, I suppose, modality, modality isn't it? Yes. What it actually is. Yeah, well, it, it originates from the emotional freedom techniques. And that's what Gary Craig originally was the founder that put it out. And so it's using emotional, it's like emotional acu, 
puncture, but it's acupressure. So we're using um, nine meridian points on the body to help send signals to the brain to uh, bring calming into it so that we can get more clarity. Because when we're in that fight and flight or that freeze mode, you know, we're not able to access as much cognition as we would maybe like. And nowadays, especially with COVID and, and the stressors that are going on for everybody, we're constantly in that fight or flight mode, you know, and so people are I feel like a lot of my clients are overwhelmed, they don't know, you know, they're feeling stuck, they don't know what to do. And so that's because of all of this stress that's happening. So using the acupuncture points and tapping allows us to bring that stress management to a manageable level, symptom management, those are what people can do on their own. Now, when we dig deeper, like by coaching with somebody, um, the difference where, where we differentiate into conscious EFT, it's a four phased approach that they said, so we're dealing with the here and now. So if we can get you to the life that you want currently in the here and now, then we don't need to dig any further. Whereas before the, the thinking was that we need to get right to the root, to the core of it, to have the life we want. But what we found is, and in, in, you know, with the advancements of neuroscience and energy work and um, the polyvagal theory, is that we don't need to go right down to the core. If we can get in the here and now, the life you want, we don't need to dig any further because sometimes going down can re-traumatize you. And so it doesn't say that we're not going to work on, you know, earlier adult issues or childhood issues, because if they surface during what we're healing, then they're present in the here and now. And so it's, it's a nice framework to keep safety as top of mind, because we have to, as client and practitioner, you know, safety is top of mind, because it's all about the nervous system, where the client is, where, where the practitioner is, and it's, it's helping with a framework. The other phases are like phase two is, is adult, prior adult traumas up till about 18, and then child is after that. So it gives you a, a, a structure to keep, you know, and structure provides safety because that gives control for people. So it's about post-trauma growth. So it's not about trauma, like fixing anything. It's about finding the life that you want and, and expanding it. So we, we like to say instead of the window of tolerance where, you know, how much can you tolerate in your life? We want to say the window of joy. How much joy are you having in your life? Because as we mentioned, um, with the COVID and all the stressors and people being at home and lockdowns and everything else, our window shrinks a lot. And so everything that's bugging us is in that window. And as it shrinks, they all start rubbing against each other. And so that causes us to have so much upset. So if we can expand that window of joy, then there's room for all the stuff to still be there, but it's not bumping or creating friction. So that's the, the premise of where we're going is to find more peace and calm which like I say, EFT has done a brilliant job of this. We're just now, because we know so much more is pairing it with the science that we're getting and looking really at the nervous system, what it can actually handle and what it can't. And then once we start working with the person and they start releasing things and they have those um, cognitive shifts and behavior shifts, then you've got energy to move in the direction of your change. And then we really want to tap into that and so that the person can really sustain the life that they want to have. And so that's kind of a, a little bit of the differentiation there. Like, it, you know, this, the tapping and that we do is still the same. It's just now mindful of the safety strategies that are in place. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you mm -hmm. for explaining that. Cause it's really interesting. There's so much, oh, so much coming out of that, that I just sort of want to ask you about because yeah. uh, I'm really, I really believe that that, 
addressing what's the here and now is so important because there's too many, I think, that would go back to past traumas and relive it. And I, I don't yes. find that helpful at all. I find it with coaching my own clients. Mm-hmm. But definitely you, you're just doing what what is actually affecting you here and now, what's holding yes. you back now to actually be able to move you forward. So I love it that you've got that technique to sort of bring that in. Mm-hmm. And with the EFT, because, you know, I've heard, I don't use it myself, but I have, um, you know, I heard many like Jack Canfield. I, I do a lot yes. of stuff and, and he's taught the EFT as well. And so I'm thinking, yeah. oh, that's something I've always been really interested in to bring into it. But yes. it's great that you're doing that. So when you're moving forward with someone, I suppose, if they're, you know, starting to bring up certain issues or traumas and you do the EFT, are you doing all the different points? Like you were talking about all the different um, meridian points and things like that. Do you do all of them at once or is there some sort of technique that you take them over a period of time? Um, no, we do use the, it's called the basic recipes. We have what's called bronze level tapping. So we've got nine points that we use and we use it in an order just because it's easier to remember when it's in an order. And so when we go through that, like often we'll tap on the side of the hand, you know, eyebrow points, uh, side of eye, under eye, under the nose, under the chin, the collarbone, under the your arm and on top of your head. And that's called a round. Um, so we will use those points as we go um, back in the early days, they had them, you know, so precise that, you know, this one did the stomach and this one did the liver and wherever we were holding this stuff, but that was so confusing. And the, the beauty of this, it's overprescribed, but it doesn't hurt to do extra, you know, so even if that point isn't affected by any of the stressors, it's still okay. And it's still effective because the body will use whatever it needs to use. And so it's more a, a means of, you know, just remembering, you know, and, and even if um, somebody's using it just for their own stress management, and they can only remember one point, just tap on the one point, you're still going to get relief from that. You know, and that's the difference. There's, there's definitely two levels, like people think, oh, I can do this. I've seen it, you know, on TV or on, you know, the stuff that I've read the books, but there's a difference in symptom management and stress management versus coaching where we actually get into the things um, because that's a whole nother level and a whole way of holding. Like say, if we were all able to do that, we would, you know, fix ourselves and we'd all be fine. But it's, you know, like any kind of coaching relationship where people are hearing us and seeing us in a way that we're so used to ignoring or moving over or not comfortable with that they can actually hold the space for us to, to see that area that needs to be worked on or, or just have a new perspective on it. So Um, yeah, we can use, you know, there's many different ways to use tapping, but the basic recipe is what we use, but there's within the conscious EFT, there's many, um, ways of working with the points, um, like we have our bronze level, we have our digging for aspects, pyramid of aspects. We have, um, moment in time technique. We have all different kinds of things we use within that framework. That's why it's called, um, emotional freedom techniques, because there's many within that modality. Yeah, thank you so much for explaining that. Because I know a lot of people out there, you know, think, oh, it's just tapping. You're tapping yes. your face and that, but there's so much more to it, isn't it? Oh, there's so much more. Now, when you find that you're working with clients and they're doing this and they're actually releasing, you know, as you said before, there's stress, there's different emotions that come up because mm-hmm. of what's happened with COVID and that. Are there various degrees? Like, do some people feel okay with what comes out or does it come out later in time? 
Um, it can, like your body will process it, but that's what I like about the conscious EFT because before, and I've experienced myself, um, you know, you'd have big emotional releases and it would be tiring and draining. And then it's like, oh yeah, it felt better, but it's like, do I really want to go back for another session? You know, so, but now with the conscious EFT, we, we regulate to the nervous system. So when it starts to get dysregulated or somebody starts, you know, going way off, then we bring them back right away and orient to the present again, because they don't need to have that big emotional release because they're getting pulled back into old traumas, old thoughts, old patterns and behaviors that are, that are, you know, mounted over years, right? Because that's all of a sudden coming in this emotional rush. So we, we temper that. And um, so it doesn't have to be that big thing. So then they're feeling more in control. They're more relaxed about it. And they're, you know, they can contain whatever it needs to be contained if they don't get the work done. So will things be processed later? Yes. Um, but they've got tools and the ability to actually manage it and help them through it much easier, I find, than um, maybe traditionally that we had. Like both are great modalities and, you know, love the work that everybody's doing. But I'm just seeing there is, you know, a, a difference in how the people recover from the work that we do. Yeah, I've definitely found with different uh, clients, especially in recent times, they're, they're wanting to go a bit deeper. They're wanting yes. to dig in because I've had that time to think about, well, you know, what do mm -hmm. I really want out of life and all those type of questions. But they are a little bit scared or reticent about going in and getting those big feelings coming out because that's yeah. quite scary for some people. And I can quite appreciate that that would be, you know, quite a daunting process. So when you've got that ability to, to temper it, I suppose, or have the tools, mm -hmm. that makes a difference, doesn't it, for people to feel safe to come into using these modalities. Absolutely. And the thing is, like, you don't have to relive anything, which is beautiful, right? And we've got ways to um, manage that if you do have to go. But the, the key here to all of this is, um, you know, a lot of people do know what they need to work on. And like you said, they, I want to jump in and go there, but that's not good for them. And that's our job as a practitioner to hold that space for them and say, you know, I know you want to go there, but we can't because when we were talking about that window of tolerance or the window of joy, when that shrunk, and then we go into those places that are even, um, you know, more nerve wracking for the body and for the person, then they don't have the capacity to bring themselves back out of it. So that's where they could have like, you know, days where they don't feel like getting out of bed, or they feel sad, or they feel whatever they're going to feel. So we need to work. That's why we're saying work in the here and now to expand that window of joy so that they can hold the space so that when they do actually want to go do the deeper work, they can keep that window open. And then they've got the capacity to actually deal with what's going on. Because without that, then we're already in a squeezed framework. And then we're going to squeeze it even tighter. So the body is going to react in that fight or flight again. So we want to give our client them as many resources as they can before they actually deal with that big heavy lifting stuff. Yeah. And do you find when the clients come to you, they're already, um, like I say, suffering, but I mean, there's different uh, degrees of suffering, obviously, mm -hmm. but they're suffering in, in certain ways that show up in their lives. Like, is it just stress or is it, you know, it could be relationships or in all aspects of their life? Absolutely. Yeah, it can be anything. I mean, stress is the easy thing that we can say, and it's an easy label to throw in anything. But really, people are, the whole premise is, is in, we're not at ease in a relationship with finances, with money, with, you know, people, with um, anything that's going on. That's the upset is that we're not at peace with whatever's in our life. And all of that has been triggered by the patterns and beliefs that we've formed in early life. 
and that we go about proving in, you know, that create our patterns of today of how we act, of how we see the world, how we hear the world. And, you know, most of that is, um, it served us at some point, but now it's no longer serving us. And so that's where, where you see clients is like, I know I want something different, but I keep doing this. You know, they, they have that pull or that recognition. People who aren't aware of their actions, you know, they're not ready to heal or to be uh, in a place where they can deal with this stuff yet. But it's those that are you know, like, say, I, I feel the disconnect. I can see it. I'm things aren't working and I keep doing this over and over. You know, why can't I get out of this? Even if I try to do something different, it's still the same. You know, that's the, the patterns of the learnings that they've had that have, you know, functioned for them in the world, but they've outgrown it. So it's really, we're almost like updating our computer program of ourselves so that we can um, now function in the world with greater ease and capacity, right? So, and that sometimes changes our belief systems. Well, a lot of times, most of the time, we have to change our belief systems and, and how we operate it in, which will make us feel uncomfortable, but it will get us to the life that we, we truly desire. And it's very true that being uncomfortable, isn't it? We have to be getting comfortable with being uncomfortable because we're not growing yes. unless we can get into that space. Because exactly. Because if we stay comfortable, we're staying in that familiar area. We keep doing the same things over and over, like you said before. So we have to go, okay, I'm going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Don't have to be massively uncomfortable, but no. even a little bit will get you growing just that little bit and go, oh, okay, let's see what's Absolutely. out there. Maybe I can go the next step as well. Yes. And that's the whole thing is like, we are so used to forcing in our culture. You know, we have to force to get there, feel the fear and push through and all this. And, and there is a place for that. But a lot of times we get so used to that pain and it's like, you know, hold my breath and I can get to the other side. And I'm here. Yay. But then it's not sustainable because it was too much energy, too much effort to hold us there. And so, yeah, when we can take those little, you know, consistent little steps to get where we want, then we're training our nervous system. Like, look, it's, we're safe here. And then we go back and here's a little bit further and look at, we're still in control and we can still do what we want, you know? So it's that, those little nuances that happen to really create that sustainable change. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you see people, you know, they go through this, they're, they're working with you. What are some of the changes they're making in their lives? Oh, a lot of them like speaking up where they never spoke up before, um, making better decisions in their relationships, setting healthy boundaries. You know, I think the biggest one is that acceptance of themselves and which leads to self-love because, you know, most of the people it's either, you know, I won't belong. It's, it's not safe for me. I, you know, um, who will I be? You know, it's questioning all of those things. So when they get solid in who they are, um, then they can just shine in this world. And that's the biggest change, right? They, their relationships become healthy. They start to have, you know, healthy financial boundaries. It's, it's the strength within that really comes out. And they recognize the patterns in that it's safe to change. You know, even for myself, I was, you know, very independent, overgiver, um, people pleaser. And then I had to realize that, well, people were supporting me, but I was rejecting them, right? And when I realized that, oh my gosh, they've always been there, that was scary because it's scary to let in love when we're used to pushing it away. And so for me, it was the acceptance of that and realizing that it's okay. And that, you know, what I believed was keeping me safe was actually keeping me isolated. And what's our basic human need is we need connection and we need connection to grow, to thrive as much as people think, Oh, I'm fine on my own. We're built for this, you know, and even though the journey is our own, we need that safety net of others to help us along that journey. 
And it's very true, isn't it? That a lot of times we are keeping ourselves safe and we probably, it was serving us for a particular period Absolutely. Of time in our life, but it's now no longer serving us. We have to make that realisation so that we can move forward because, yeah. yes, you know, our, our brains are amazing things, aren't they? Because, I mean, I do a lot of the neuroscience stuff as yes. well. And it's amazing how we can just want to keep ourselves safe and we have these neural pathways that get so strong that if we want to move and do something differently, we have to just work on it and then realise that to be able to make, you know, we'll create a different neural pathway to, to actually move forward in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it, it is, does take work because as we create that neural pathway, the other one starts to weaken, but under high stress, the other one's going to be stronger. And then a lot of people think, oh, well, see, it's not working for me. I might as well quit. And instead it's like, that's where they need to go. Okay. It didn't work this time, but now I have a new way of doing it. So I'm going to reinforce this side. Most people go, it didn't work. So I'm quitting. So which reinforces the old behavior even stronger. So it's like when we can go, of course, I'm going to hit that wall because that muscle's not strong yet. And then it's like, but I can realize like, oh yeah, now I can do this instead. So the next time it happens, I may not hit the wall, but I'm close, but not quite there. And then it, you know, and then it just makes that shift over. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I could talk about this all day. It's just wonderful. Oh, stuff. me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. But Corby, um, if anyone wants to find out more about this or, you know, how to contact you, where's the best place to go? Uh, you can go to my website at uh, radiantcoresolutions.com, or you can find me at Instagram at coach Corby underscore. Um, or at it, looking for the conscious EFT at nefti.com, N-E-F-T-T-I.com. So there's lots of places to find me, LinkedIn, Corby Furrow. So yeah, reach out. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Igniters, Corby has been on the journey to find her true path and using conscious EFT, it certainly is a modality that can help you in your healing. If you want to know more about Corby, go to her website, radiantcoresolutions.com. For more about bringing balance and adventure to your life, go to my website, leanneblaney.com.